0: Today it happened. It finally happened. It was that make or break moment. I don't know if it was a Hail Mary situation. It was, I almost burst out into tears and was losing it. I had absolutely no idea whether to go left, whether to go right. I mean, it was just, everything was just hanging in the air and it all boiled down to me opening and or not opening the front door my husband was off today he had a doctor's appointment so i didn't have to have the responsibility of worrying about getting up with my son although i did i got his backpack ready and then i immediately went back to bed and i just stayed there in the bed i took my salt pills nothing else and i just was in the bed and i was in and out my husband would come by and i could tell that he was at the doorway but i didn't open my eyes because i just i just i just couldn't it was like i needed to do absolutely nothing and that's what i did now a few weeks ago I broke down and got cleaners to come to the house and they skipped last week and that was fine, but I didn't know when they would be coming again. Well, my husband left the house and about 20 minutes after he left, I heard a knock at the door and I thought, oh, he must have forgotten his keys. So I made myself get up out of bed And I looked through the people and it wasn't my husband because I noticed his truck wasn't in the driveway. It was the cleaners. And I thought, I'm not ready. I'm a mess. I need their help with the beds. I haven't stripped the beds. I I can't have them come in the house. And I know somebody's out there probably going, oh, poor you, you're complaining because you have cleaners coming to your house. It was a very difficult decision for me to have uh to make because it was very defeating for me it was it was like I was giving up when I was having cleaners come into the home and it's a financial obligation that is is hard to meet to be quite honest with you my husband's the the breadwinner and he's a very good breadwinner, but he's paying for modalities that the insurance aren't covering. He, I mean, just so many things that cost when you have this illness, the, the supplements, the things that aren't covered by insurance. So having somebody come in and clean the house was a very difficult decision for me. And as I'm standing there thinking, I'm not going to the door, I just can't go to the door, and then I started remembering how my grandmother would pray and this bothers me because th- this kind of messed me up religion wise because of how it was presented to me growing up. And that's a whole nother story. We don't even need to worry about that, but she would pray that the cleaning people wouldn't come cause she just couldn't have them in the house at the time. And I sat there and I kept thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm doing exactly what my grandmother used to do. I'm avoiding people. I mean, that's a whole another reason because she would sit on the toilet for 11 hours at a time. She fell asleep on the toilet. She slept on the toilet. And I don't sit in the restroom very long. Maybe that's more information than you need to know, but I, I'm I'm in and out as quickly as I can possibly be. All of the things that I witnessed my grandmother doing that I kind of knew were what I think were cries for help that needed to maybe be addressed. My family just kind of pushed off to the side and allowed her to have these little idiosyncrasies and, you know, not taking a bath for a day turned into 25 years and, you know... Rather than waiting for her to get off the the Johnny, you know, they'd bring her her food when she was in the restroom, and so those are just things that really, I guess, messed with my head. And I'm not blaming anybody, and I'm not, you know, it, it, it's not a, it's just things that have made me very aware. Like food can be nowhere near the restroom in my house, which is kind of odd. I mean, who wants to eat when they're in the restroom? But still. Little things like that just kind of stick with me. Uh, So I just saw that I was afraid that if I didn't let the cleaners in, that I was succumbing to one more in my head failures. And I thought about it, and I just said, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I opened the door and I apologized for my appearance. I said, my illness, I'm sorry. It's kept me in the bed. I'm, you know, first thing I'm always like, I'm not contagious because people look at you when you say you have this ear illness and things like that. And they, I don't want people backing away from me. And I'm like, you know, it's not contagious. I just, you know, I'm sleeping and I wasn't ready for you today. And well, if you want to come in and we bantered, you know, back and forth going, We don't have to do today, it's okay. And then I'm just sitting there going, No, I have to I have to do it. That's part of me being able to cope and focus is knowing that the house is clean. I'm not sitting there jumping up trying to do the physical things that I can't do, like putting sheets on the bed and things like that, and I can focus on my paperwork. So they came in. I took a shower. And my husband keeps trying to tell me, he's like, Christy, sadly, your your grandmother's illness was kind of a, a mental thing. We've already been through this. You have an actual physical illness that, that drains your body. He said, you just keep fighting the fact that you have it and that kind of made me feel a little better, but it still messes with your head. It messes with your head. And I I took a quick shower. I changed my clothes. I prepped as much as I could physically and got the sheets out and everything. And, you know, My husband is doing the best that he can. He just can't work, take care of the yard, build a fence, take care of our son, and then in addition, clean the whole house. He was trying, but at some point, I have to compartmentalize parts of this illness and focus on what I can and cannot do. So I'm sitting here now, I'm on the couch, I'm not in the bed. The house is cleaned. I've got the sheets washing. I know that I can't really pull the heavy sheets out and dry them. My friend has this really cool washer and dryer thing. Like you put the clothes in the washing machine and then when they're done, they dry as well. So she doesn't have to pull wet heavy clothes out of her washing machine. So I think that's pretty cool. But I have to accept what I can't do. I'm getting a little overwhelmed because I've got all this paperwork and I haven't been able to do it. And that just makes me feel, it makes me feel pathetic. It makes me feel pathetic. But I think today, having the cleaners come and then me just admitting, you know what? I have an illness. I can't do this. I need to Just accept it and start moving forward and appreciating what I can do and and no longer anguishing over all that I can't do anymore. I'm in this rut. I've had days of physically not, I mean, it's been more than a week. This little flare has taken me down And I think it's because I didn't just give up soon enough and allow my body time to rest. In fact, I'm sure of it. And when I got up, I started throwing, you know, I was like, ask my husband, grab the rugs because I want to wash the rugs because I like to do the rugs and and clean the bathroom rugs and stuff when the house is done because it just makes me feel clean because it's miserable when you're crawling into the bathroom just to try to get in there and you feel dirty. And then you know you can't take a shower because you just don't physically have the abilities to do it. And then you've been crawling all over the bathroom floor. So it's just this battle that I have in my head. And I just don't know, do other people have it? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's, you can come up here, Ella. Hey there, girl. Anytime you sit on on the bed, I'm Emma's pillow. When you come into the living room and you sit on the couch, Ella automatically thinks this is her cue. There you go, girl. Good girl. To sit down (laughs) and allow you to pet her. So... As I start trying to quickly go through the house and start getting everything ready, I'm, I'm sitting there telling my husband who's trying to talk to me, I'm like, I have to call the insurance. I have to see if I can get your procedure approved. I have to do this. I have to do that. So as I'm using my energy and my voice to tell him what I need to do without just saying, look, I need you to go do what you need to go do so I can do the things that I need to do rather than explain them to you. I'm just feverishly fighting because I have to, I have to get this stuff done. And then he's like, Christy, don't be stupid and get up and start trying to do everything all at once. You, you need to just realize I've got the laundry, take care of your paperwork, don't overdo it. He said, and when you feel like your, your brain just can't function anymore, maybe do your physical stuff. He said, but take care of your paperwork. And then part of one of my daily to-dos is doing the podcast. Because it gives me a sense of, of responsibility. It gives me a purpose. You know, getting up with my son every morning to make sure he goes off to school is important. And I'm making sure I'm doing that, whether I last long afterwards or not. That's that's dedication for me and makes me feel worthy of being alive, I guess. But there's something when you were a career-driven woman because you were told you couldn't have children and all you did was live, breathe, and work radio because you were going to be the very best that you could be at your job because that's all I had. I didn't have a husband and a family. And then to lose that, for a lot of people, I mean, their careers define them. Their... Their ability, I mean, you need that, you need your own identity, right? I I love being Wyland's mother. I absolutely love it. But I also had a disc jockey career and I had something that I did for myself because I'll always be Wyland's mother, but I'm raising Wyland to leave me. And then I'll just be. Wyland's mother but I won't have him to be taken care of every day it's like if you sit there and you don't work on your marriage when the children are there when the children are gone what do you have I had a friend tell me that she said that she and her husband had focused and, and dedicated their lives to their children you know that one parent was always home and every year they'd switch it up One year he'd work outside the home, she'd stay home. Then the next year she'd work outside the home, and and they just changed it, and that's how they did it. Then her kids got older and moved out, and she said, you know what? We didn't work on us. She goes, now we're like strangers, and it's hard. She said, to be empty nesters and to be in a house, and you're... Your husband, who's been with you through all of these times, you're a stranger to. So that's always stuck in the back of my mind, that I need to make sure that I'm cultivating my my relationship with my husband. Because, you know, Wyland's you know, gosh, he's almost 16. And I have gone from being an independent Career driven woman to being a wife, a mother, then a stay at home wife and mother, to virtually just being an invalid and fighting for the past 15 years to get healthy. And now I feel like I'm not allowing my body, I'm not cultivating that. I'm not allowing my body to realize that I need to heal from the work that I'm doing to it. Because when you work on your fascia, you're, you're, you're bringing out the toxins and stuff, you're increasing the blood flow You're stimulating bodies, uh, parts of your body that haven't been stimulated. And I'm telling you, there's some parts I like to stimulate, but that's a whole nother topic. And, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Intimate relations, when you have this illness, it's hard to get into when you're sitting there worried about your pelvis popping out. But it's part of the relationship. That's usually supposed to be really good. (laughs) So I've only been up for a couple hours. I allowed strangers to see me at my, at, at my utmost worst. My eyes are burning right now from pain or not from pain. I'm sorry. I think just being tired, like they're actually burning. I have commitments. That I need to follow through with. I I need to do this paperwork, and I'm I'm just I guess I'm I'm really lost. You know, I, I I've got that new appointment tomorrow with the new therapist, and I have my fasciologist appointment, and I desperately need it because. There is an adhesion that I just can't get to on my own. My husband's afraid to, to do it, and it's something where I need a professional. I, ne- I need help because it's, it's throwing me off. It's throwing off my gate, and I already have a problem with that. And once it's triggered, the pain sets in, and I can't stop it. But I mean I I can feel it. I can feel the I can feel the adhesion and I feel the pain and I know I have to make the drive tomorrow for this appointment and I have to physically be up and able to do it. I need to call a couple of businesses. You know, I got to call I've got to call Amazon about a return and and I need to call where I'm doing my personal trainer thing, which has taking me forever, but I'm still doing it. They messed up the money thing. So I have to call them and take care of that. And my list of to-dos are overwhelming to me. And I'm sure somebody's out there going, well... Quit talking here and go do it. But it kind of helps me get into the right headspace when I share. It, it helps me realize that maybe I'm not as worthless as I thought. When I sit there and admit these things to you, it's kind of like by saying it out loud and somebody else hearing it, it's like I'm, I'm actually accepting this situation. And that's hard to admit. It's, it's hard to admit that I can't do it all anymore. It's hard to admit that I'm nervous about making this phone call just because I've got so many other things to do. How do you get 36 emails in one day? How do you stop junk emails? That overwhelms me. I'm taking the the bromide for the brain fog. I'm doing the salt. I think I was just in a really bad flare. And if I allow my body to give in to the way your mind goes, you know, the mindset that you get in when you're in a flare, it's It's all, it just, it can consume you. And I'm afraid of getting stuck in that rut. That's another reason why I opened the door. I just, I couldn't imagine how I was going to feel if I hadn't opened the door. Those girls were, you know, counting this, you know, I I don't know if it would affect their pay or not and the fact that they carried their stuff up my big hill I mean that was weighing on me and I feel so much better knowing that I've showered and I'm going to be able to, to get down on clean, comfy sheets It's hard to admit I couldn't do that myself And it's embarrassing to admit that I almost just let it go by the wayside. I can't wait to do the interviews with the individuals that I've told you about. I promise there are are more interviews coming. But this has been a very trying week. We th- this, this last flare has really affected me. It's been very eye-opening. It's been very humbling. It's helped me realize that I don't need to hide that I need help anymore. I'm still going to have a hard time. I mean, the washing machine will go off in the next few minutes, and it's all I can do to not go down there and do what I can to pull the sheets out and shake them out and get them ready for the dryer and get the load of laundry that's in the dryer out and put up those clothes. It's going to be all I can do not to do that. I am sitting here now doing all I can to keep my neck in proper position, but I've got my collar on, and I'm fighting, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't forget. I've got to blink properly. I've got to squeeze my eyes because I do, evidently, I don't blink properly, according to my eye doctor. So I've got such a problem with dry eyes. I take more drops for my eyes than I do medication for my, my, my HEDS. I did a reel that was for Ashley Black that I just did as like a testimony. I did that on my own just because, you know, I've got the Instagram and I'm trying to get as many followers as I can on Spotify. That's because Spotify, you know, like I said, I'll never charge somebody a subscription, like they keep asking me, don't you want to, to ask for donations for from your listeners? Don't you want to do a subscription? I'm like, no, because there are people out there with this illness and they just need to hear a voice. And, you know, everything costs us so daggone much. No. Now, if I come up with cute little t-shirts with an AWOL zebra, hey, let's wear one. I'll sell it, you know, that'd be cool, but that's if you want it, you know, but to listen, no, but with Spotify, the more followers you get, you get to do those little ads, so if you hear me doing an ad, that's because I've reached a certain amount of followers and they're called ambassador ads or something like that, and so with Spotify, as you move up with followers, they'll move you up in the search engine. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get awareness for this illness. I'm trying to let people know out there that you don't have to, to be hopeless, that you know, you're know you worth fighting for. And not that I'm the person to lead the, the parade on this. It's just, I was hopeless. I felt worthless. I didn't have my job. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I was not getting any answers from my doctors. And then I started getting my abilities back. And then there are people that'll say, oh, well, Ashley Black's way of doing it is too hard for the body, this, that, and the other. There are a lot of negative things about it, but I just wanted individuals to know that if you use them properly, and you use common sense, even individuals with this illness can use these tools and get better because that's the only reason I'm walking and talking today. It's because somebody introduced me to learning about my fascia. Now, that uh, massage gun thing, it's not a massage gun, but the tool that Axel Boland has from Atlas Balance, that's 8000 US dollars, by the way, It's not available here yet because they've got to figure out how to get it from Sweden to here. But Axel Bolin, he's the creator of the Fascia Guide. He's got an incredible tool that is for physical therapists to use because it'll save their hands. And it gets down deep into the fascia because he understands that you've got to, to get in deep into the fascia. A massage is temporary, and it doesn't go deep enough. The gun that, that Axel Ballin has, I don't have $8,000, and I'm not a physical therapist. These tools were in my price range. I got them with, with a firm, you know, where you pay a little bit by a little bit. And I got a few tools, and I got them like on Black Friday, and I got awesome deals. And it's something that I can do on my own. And when an individual can do it for you, you can get even deeper and make it work. And it is a mind over matter thing because you have to sit there and allow intense pain for about 8 to 10 seconds before the release. But it's so worth it. Like I have said, it feels like a hot metal poker is going through my body and my skin is going to be ripped open, but I know it's not. And I just have to get through it and I, I, and I will be able to appreciate the relief that it's so worth it. So when I did this little thing, it was for Instagram, I think, or no, actually, I'm not really sure what it was for. I did it just because I was, I was, yeah, I think I was going to put it on Instagram. So perhaps it could help individuals know that, you know, maybe this could work for you and hopefully get me followers on Spotify. So I did it. Well, it somehow got picked up by, you know, Ashley Black's individuals and I've been getting messages all morning from individuals that like I said have the tools but weren't sure about using it that have the illness and that's humbling that's that's very humbling that it, it was like I guess I was given a testimony and I didn't I didn't know that's what it was but <laughs> somebody messaged me and said, I just saw your testimony. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's what it was. But it's it's all very humbling. And I feel like now, because I've admitted that I have shortcomings, I've admitted out loud the only thing that I know saved me. Now, I know there's other things I need to do, I need to make sure that I'm working on my diet. I need to strengthen and work on my fascia and, and do it properly. So the hydrotherapy is coming up. I'm seeing the new postural restoration person tomorrow. I'm trying to work on my nutrition. And I'm admitting that I can't do it all and it's okay. All of this in the past two weeks has been very hard to kind of wrap my mind around. And it's kind of like once you put it out there it's it's like you have to do it, right? So I can't, I'm going to screw up. Of course, I'm going to screw up. I'm Christy. I know that's that's going to happen. But the fact that I'm struggling right now to sit here and talk with you and put my neck back, like I put my neck back into position, I could tell. Uh, and I couldn't understand, like my husband used to ask me, he's like, why do you keep leaning into me? Like, why do you keep getting closer? And I didn't realize that I was, but because of the kinesthesia, we, you know, don't have, the idea of knowing where our body is in, in space kind of thing. I didn't realize when my body is leaning and moving. So, that's another thing. When I start making these phone calls, I lose my wherewithal about keeping my neck back, breathing properly, and, and things that I'm supposed to be able to do effortlessly I lose sight of when I start doing things. And it took me a while to realize this. It took me a while to try, because I'm just desperately trying to figure out why I can't go longer in a day. I'm desperately trying to figure out what's messing me up. And that's another reason I sit here and chat with you and I just realized I'm sitting here in the upright position. Ella's in my lap. And as I'm talking with you, I'm I'm starting to lean. And I'm starting to feel the pain popping up on my side because my body's going in a position that it shouldn't be going. So now I'm trying to use... like Like when you're listening to the podcast, you can try to multitask. Like, I don't know, do Kegels, you know? Or Or do little strengthening things, or work on your fascia or something, so you're multitasking I mean you know I always try to I always like to try to do more than one thing at one time, but now I've got to learn to do it within reason, so right now, I'm having to hold my stomach in a little bit so I can keep myself sitting up straight because I wasn't working on my core. These are all things that will go by the wayside when I start making these phone calls. And I start getting lazy with my body. So that's why I'm I'm real excited. I'm real excited about tomorrow. Because I, I'm I'm hoping that this person will be able to encourage me you know to, to accept that the things that I'm doing that I was doing that were corrective exercises before are good for me to continue and will hopefully give me something to do so I can start working on my breathing. Tomorrow is my new day. That's, that's kind of what I'm going for. I'm, I'm finishing the month of August. I plan on starting September off with water therapy. So I'm joining the Y. I've got to do that. That's an expense I need to go ahead and do. I need to do that because it's the only place that has a heated pool. I cannot get it in cold water. I just can't. And they have a sauna, and that will help my body as well. So now I have spent all of these months trying to combat this illness on my own, trying to do all these little things and juggling so many balls and not accomplishing anything in my mind. So I've kept up with my agreement with myself by doing the podcast every day. That, for me, satisfies that I can't get up and go to work mentality Because somebody comes back and listens every day, I feel an obligation. Now, I'm realizing that because the fascial adhesions are out of the way that were messing me up before, it's time for me to start strengthening. And it's time for me to start that next process of this illness. Right now, I need to focus on I'm holding my neck up. I'm realizing that these are things I I, I I need to always be doing, but I just wasn't accepting. I just kept working on my fascia, trying to do exercises and put myself back down. It's been almost two weeks of me being down and losing my voice and losing my energy. I am taking baby steps. I am going to take care of the paperwork that I need to do. I am going. I'm just, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I am trying to grow from this last flare this last flare really bummed me out. This last flare was the first flare that I had that wasn't pain. It wasn't pain related. It's the first flare that really scared me. Because I wasn't down, because I was in Extreme pain. There was pain, but I was down because I mentally just couldn't do it. And because of what I witnessed growing up, rather than addressing, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I tried to ask, I tried, I felt my grandmother needed help. And my family just said things were fine the way they were. And They took real good care of my grandmother in those conditions you know and so i was kind of the black sheep and when i started working with my fascia with heds i kind of found out that i was kind of like the black sheep in my eds groups so that's why i started awol (laughs) a wall zebra it's kind of for me meaning you're at a loss you're out there on your own. And I'm trying to just inspire myself, and hopefully others, to realize that there might be a modality out there that you don't know about, that might work for you. You're not alone. Be a wall zebra. That's just kind of the way. I looked at it, so rather than address the issues that my grandmother had, they just brushed them under the rug, swept them under the rug, and just kept going until things just got really bad and there was nothing you could do. And I kind of feel like I've been doing that with this illness. You know, when I found out that I had it and I went down so hard losing my ability to walk and talk, I just thought, Fasha, go ahead and work on it. Well, after, you know, I started working on it and realized what it was. It took a while to get to it, you know. But once I saw the benefits and I saw how my body reacted, I thought, there you go. Get my abilities back. I'm good to go. But now I have accepted how hard this has hit me mentally. And because I got so scared the past two weeks and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in this bed forever. And my family is, is supporting me and they're willing to bring me food and this, that, and the other, but I can't, I have to get up I can't let two weeks turn into two months and two months turn into two years. I can't. But for some reason, I mean, I've almost almost gone through a bottle of salt pills and there's a hundred in there. My mouth is so parched. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. I'm doing everything I can. I'm trying. And I just had to let my body physically, that was physically just drained, I guess mentally drained, I guess I had to accept it. And I think that's why this this past two weeks has been too, so hard, but now I've accepted it. And I think the straw that broke the camel's back is we've lost a cup. We've lost a cup in the kitchen. My husband uses these two cups every single day. We've got a total of Four and he mixes his medicine in it and has one as a chaser. He puts tea in both cups, puts his medicine in one, and then chases it with the other. And when I was putting up the dishes yesterday, I realized something wasn't right, and then today I knew for sure we've lost a cup. So because of that, I guess the cup that broke the camel's back, that's how I'm gonna leave it. The fact that we have lost Dishes while I was ailing is unacceptable. It is time for me to accept all of the things that I haven't accepted. Try to figure out where the cup went. I mean, where in the heck? Who would have taken a cup? Did he throw it away? Where did it go? I don't know. But that right there was my wake up call. As stupid as that is. That was my wake up call. We're missing we're missing dishes. I feel like I've lost control of my house. I must gain it back. So there you go. You might be at your lowest of lows, but we will work through this together and we will find the highest of highs together, my friend. It will happen. If you're down, don't consider yourself down and out. If you're having a bad day, just focus. Figure out why you're having that bad day. Allow yourself to feel what maybe you've been skating over. Accept. Do whatever you need to do. I don't know. If that's what worked for me. but Or I'm hoping it's worked for me. But I'm just trying to encourage you to do Whatever you need to do for you. If you need to go get your nails done and you can, go for it. If you can go get your hair done, go for it. If you just need to sit in a nice tub of Epsom salt, do it. If it's getting a special milkshake, I don't know. Reward yourself. Do something for yourself. Don't let yourself get in that hole and not be able to get out. Just know that you're worth it. Know that you're not alone. And just don't let yourself stay in the lowest of lows. I hope that your day is is as pain-free as possible. I hope things are going well for you. It is time for me to make a call or two. And I thank you so much for listening. And I sincerely appreciate you coming back each and every day. Tomorrow, The Therapist. This shall continue. Stay tuned. Christy Lynn A AWOL Zebra. It means the world to me that you're here. Thank you. Have a lovely day.